Okay, so this morning uh, we're, we're going to be talking about reading the Bible. And this is part of a series which is uh, about disciplines. And uh, just a, a thought really about, about disciplines is that the disciplines uh, that we're going to be discussing are things oh, that we do because we love God um, and we, we want to serve God and or because they're good for us. Um, they don't have to be burdensome. In fact, you know, we can really enjoy, uh, enjoy them. Practicing these disciplines is developing the fruit of the spirit known as self-control. Um, and sometimes it means doing something when we don't feel like it because our feelings or flesh life are not always in step with the Holy Spirit. Um, a good example for me uh, when I thought about this would be breakfast. Every day I wake up um, and have a shower and, and then I have a, a fairly simple breakfast. And I always look forward to my breakfast and uh, it, I never think to myself, oh no, I'm going to have to have breakfast again. Um, and uh, because I, I, actually, you know, I actually really enjoy it. So uh, I think in the same way, when we, we come to uh, various disciplines, and in this case, we're, we're talking particularly um, about reading the Bible, then uh, we do it because we love it. And in fact, this is the first thing I, I really point I really want to make is about cultivating a real love for the Bible. And uh, we love God, and so we love His Word. Um, if you don't feel that you love uh, that you love reading the Bible, then I you know, urge you to ask God to give you uh, a love for His Word. Um, for me, many times I've read a passage of scripture, uh, just put it down and said, wow, that was amazing, or that is mind-blowing, or that is, that is so good. Um, and I, find, I feel like I want to read it. I want to get this stuff uh, inside me. Um, so about uh, 20 years ago, uh, a book appeared called The, uh, the Heavenly Man. Uh, which is the account of a Chinese national known as Brother Yun and his experiences of being a follower of Jesus in China. And uh, early on, when he was a teenager, having seen the work of Jesus in healing his father, he became desperate to find out more about Jesus in the Bible. So he visited a pastor and asked him for a Bible, but there were severe penalties for possessing and distributing Bibles. And the pastor told him he would have to pray for one. In a heart-wrenching account, Yun told how he prayed for a month. Uh, and then when nothing happened, he went back to the pastor alone and said, please give me a Bible. And the man said, you're going to have to fast and weep. So for the following hundred days, he sought God with, with weeping and fasting. <clears throat> His family thought he was going mad. Uh, then one night he had a vision of himself pushing a cart up a hill and a man with two servants were coming down the hill and after asking if he was hungry uh, the man took a red bag from his cart containing bread gave it to his servants and they gave it to brother Yun and the man said you must eat this straight away and uh, brother Yun knew that this vision was about his bible that he'd been praying for 
and he began frantically searching the house for it. Uh, his father was so distressed that his son was going mad that he held him in his arms and said, God, I'd rather be ill again than my son lose his mind. Please give him a Bible. And then at that moment, there was a faint knock on the door. And when they opened it, there were two men outside and they had a red bag. And these were the men that he had seen in his vision. And uh, they gave him the red bag and inside it was a Bible. Um, and then they, the two men disappeared off into the night. So later, Brother Yun discovered that an evangelist who had suffered terribly during the Cultural Revolution had been told by God to dig up his Bible uh, and give it away. And God even showed him the, the village and the house he was to take it to. Um, but the man had delayed a long time, and, um, but eventually became strongly convicted about it, and he gave it to the, those two men to carry it there that night. Um, from that moment, Brother Yun promised to devour the scriptures like a hungry child, and he set about memorizing vast chunks of scripture. He later described that period of waiting for a Bible, the hardest period of his life, which is quite amazing considering the other stuff that he subsequently went through. Um, I'll tell you that story because uh, just that we need to have a real love uh, for, for the scriptures and it just shows doesn't it when when you don't have it um, and you don't have easy access to it how um, how much value that that people will place on it um, <clears throat> there's a uh, a video I remember that uh, from when the children were young they used to watch called Aladdin I think it's a, um, the maybe the Disney version of it and right uh, near the beginning of it, there's and uh, there's an Arab seller, uh, and he he picks up a lamp and he says, "Ah, but this is no ordinary lamp." <clears throat> Pardon my uh, Arabic accent. I think he sounded American anyway on the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I, I love um, Katie's saying, which is about the Bible. This is no ordinary book. Um, ordinary books do not impart life and transform us um, so jesus said uh, about the old testament these are the scriptures that testify me uh, this is a book which tells us about god we love god and we uh, and so we need to love his word uh, i'm just going to pass over to nita now for the next bit mm -hmm. Here I am. Okay. Good morning, everybody. So Paul says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. By it, the man of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm going to read it again. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. By it, the man or woman of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And to me, that is a standout verse. What it's saying is that the Bible can transform you into being the right person in the right place, doing the right thing in the right way at the right time. 
the Bible teaches us truth. It transforms our character and it trains us to live well. And we can therefore do every good thing that God has already planned for us. Not just some of it, but all of it. What is not to like? <laughs> um, in that story that Rob just told about Brother Yun, he was so very, very keen to get his hands on a Bible because he wanted to find out more about the person who had miraculously healed his dad. He knew he would not progress very far as a Christian without that, which is why he took himself almost to the point of death in his desperation and pleading for a Bible. He understood its worth and he understood its necessity. Of course, it wasn't just like he could order one from Amazon or you know, flick up the Bible app on his phone. The thing is that scarcity creates value, doesn't it? You only have to think back a few months to remember the national obsession with toilet rolls, pasta and hand gel. When we are rich in something though, we do forget how valuable or necessary it is. And uh, I was very, very glad when Joy mentioned about the, the water um, coming out of our tap, because it is something we take for granted. It's clean, it's drinkable, we're not worried about it. We don't really value it on a daily basis because in general, it is freely available. We take it for granted. It's only if we actually think about maybe having to walk two miles to get water, which many, many, many people do. Um, or if we lose it for a day, we realize it's worth. So I think in the same way, it's really important that we don't fall into the trap of, of, of not valuing the Bible in the same way, because it's, it's so available, we, we sort of take it for granted. We need to regard the Bible as precious, life-changing, and as something that we dare not try to live without. And we need to put things into place in our lives to allow it to feed us and change us. The Bible is a transformational book. Nothing else can turn a person into the likeness of Jesus more completely. And if we want to be that person, we can't afford to skip reading the word of God. So, in my opinion, two things are needed to create a good foundation for reading the Bible. One is desire. And the other is habit. And we've already mentioned that a bit. You can't really have one without the other. Desire without habit leads to a lot of keen and enthusiastic talk, but no result. It like the person who talks about always wanting to learn to paraglide or, you know, someone who's always intending to paint the hall stairs and landing. If you don't have action, it won't happen. Equally, long-term habit without desire makes reading the Bible dry and lifeless. You do it just to tick a box or to stop yourself feeling guilty and eventually you probably stop just doing it altogether because you just feel like it's not doing you any good. Now, if you are in the happy position of having both a desire and a regular routine for reading the Bible, then you are very likely to be well-grounded and healthy. I have tried to think of a person that I consider to be wise even-tempered and with a godly and healthy attitude to life who doesn't have a love for the word of God and a workable routine for reading it. I've tried, I can't think of anybody and I've been around a long time now. <laughs> but what happens if that's not the case for you? What do you do if you find it hard to read the Bible for whatever reason? I think the, most, the first and most important thing to do is to deliberately put in a daily time to read the Bible. If you haven't already done that, that is the most important thing. 
put down your past experiences, put down your preconceptions and just do it in faith that God wants you to be strong and healthy by reading his word and he will meet you in those times. It doesn't have to be a long time, even 10 minutes a day is a good start, but it does need to be there and it does need to be a priority. So that's the most important thing. And if you happen to be someone who doesn't love reading the Bible, that's fine. But ask God, as Rob said, ask God to give you a desire for this and keep on humbly asking him to do that, even as you are reading. It's like giving God permission and space to change you. And I promise that if you set your mind and heart in faith to read the Bible every day, you will develop a love for it. You will become hungry and thirsty for it. The Holy Spirit will begin to show you truth and meaning and give you understanding. You will get to know Jesus really well. And in your everyday life, you will begin to need your rights and godly attitudes and reactions to whatever comes your way. You won't be getting through the Bible. You'll be getting it through you. And that, my friends, is the key to transformation. Okay, over to Rob now. I'm going to uh, ask Rob, why do you believe that the Bible is a reliable word of God? Ah, right. <laughs> um, don't go away. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just need a drink. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, the, the Bible itself says all, all scripture is God-breathed, but I guess that's a bit of a circular ar argument. Um, so I think I just uh, made a step of faith quite quite early on in my Christian life that I was going to um, I was going to believe it, and then basically God would prove it. Um, and um, <clears throat> so I um, yeah, so I kind of um, I, I made that decision. Um, and also, I, I guess all the people that I knew, uh, who I really respected um, as Christians, had that belief. And people I don't know, such as people like um, well, like Brother Yun that we've mentioned, uh, and and Smith Wigglesworth, who is another hero of mine, um, who you know towards the end of his life, people would say, so you know what's the secret really of um, this amazing healing and evangelistic ministry? you've had and he would put it down to two things one was uh, complete reliance on the spirit of god on the holy spirit uh, and complete trust and faith and confidence in the word of god um, so uh, really I, I feel like the, the for me in my life anyway that the bible has has proved itself what about you what would you say um why I believe that the Bible is a reliable word of God. Um, I, I think it, it's similar lines, really. I had to take a step of faith um, at some point in my life, probably when I was a reasonably young Christian, and just, you know, just make a decision. This, this is what God has given us. This is what he's chosen um, to, how he's chosen to reveal himself to us. And so if I'm full of doubt when I'm reading it, I'm just, I'm just not going to get the best out of it or the things that he intended but yeah very similar to you i saw people i read books and i i yeah i just um i i just came to understand that it, it is reliable and true and and 
and I saw people's lives change, you know, over the, over the time that I knew them. And, and for me, even in my own life, as I have put more time into reading the Bible, particularly over, I'd say, the last 10, 12 years, I, I have really noticed a difference internally in my, in my heart, in my attitude, in my ability to, um, uh, to make a right assessment of things. So, yeah, I'm pretty convinced that it's the reliable word of God. Okay, um, uh, just let's look at uh, a few more things. Um, so, uh, the next question, I suppose we part, partly answered it, is um, why should why should we read the Bible? Um, and here here are some answers to that. So, firstly, it's God's word, um, and so it tells us about teaches us about God. We need to get it inside us. Um, the, in Colossians, it, it says, um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, the, uh, in Hebrews, it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Um, and... Uh, we are, I believe, strongly affected by our culture and the world around us. And um, it's in living in that situation, we need to be influenced by God's word. It changes our perspective uh, into seeing things God's way. Um, it builds us up uh, and encourages us. Um, <clears throat> in the world as well, there are many strong opinions voiced by people and there are videos available on the internet and get circulated on, on social media. There are words of songs that bring opinion and teaching. And if we know the Bible, we can weigh things carefully and not be so vulnerable to wrong teaching. Um, and there are many warnings about that in the New Testament. Um, if we read it, we become aware not only of what the word actually says, but also uh, what it doesn't say. Um, and then there's a matter of really what you fill, you fill your mind with. Um, Paul wrote to the Philippians, uh, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Um, so I think we need to be careful what we allow to um, enter into our minds, uh, particularly over a long period, things that uh, are re repeatedly going into our minds. Even things that are not necessarily wrong or sinful, they can have a negative effect on our spiritual health and peace in the long term. Um, but spend time reading the word of God, and it will have a positive effect. Um, Jesus said, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even, they, even what they have will be taken from them. Um, it's important to use a, a big measure of good, uh, positive influence, and there is none better than, than the word of God. So I thought I'd... Um, give a, uh, just a few uh, pointers as well to different ways in reading the Bible. 
and different people have different approaches um, regarding whether they read a lot at a time or um, or just small amounts. Um, personally, I'm quite a slow reader, so when somebody says to me, "Oh yes, but it's good to read um, half a book or several chapters," um, I think it just doesn't compute with me because uh, that would take me a day. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but you know, people are different. Um, I tend to read things in quite a lot of detail, and uh, I, it does actually stay with me for a long, long time. Um, but uh, yeah, not everyone's like that. My own rule of thumb is I can't afford to let a day go by without reading something in the Bible. But I don't get religious about this and beat myself up if occasionally it doesn't happen. Here are five different ways uh, in which we. Uh, we can approach reading the Bible. So number one, devotional. Read a small passage, consider it, and ask God what he wants to emphasize to you. Just say, Lord, what do you want to say to me through these verses? What do I particularly need to take notice of? Um, the priority and the emphasis there is, you know, what, what is this saying to me, rather than uh, a more analytical, what does this mean? Um, so number two, read a large passage, for example, several chapters or even perhaps a, a whole book. Um, don't dwell on small bits, uh, just take it in as a whole. And this is particularly good, I think, with uh, historical accounts, for example, in, in the Old Testament. Um, you can also, for this, use audio versions. And for example, on Bible Gateway, you can hear the NIV being read by David Suchet, and it's very soothing. Um, so you don't want to be too tired uh, when you're listening to that. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's, it's a good way of being able to listen to uh, uh, large amounts of, of scripture. Right, here's number three. Study a small passage and deliberately spend time considering the meaning and what the author intended and why is this uh, in the Bible and, and do, it very, do it carefully and refer to other scriptures to understand it better. Um, the tools I use uh, most for doing this kind of thing, uh, it's very simple really, the NIV study Bible uh, and uh, exhaustive concordance, in, that's using for the, uh, for the NIV. And with those two tools, you can get an awful long way um, just with those. I mean, other people like to use, and sometimes I do as well, commentaries, um, We've got a book, for example, called Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes, which is like a commentary on um, some of the gospel stories, which, which is excellent. Um, the, number four is to research and study a thing um, or a topic. For example, how exactly did the early church preach the gospel? Or have I been called? Have I been chosen? What's the difference? What does the Bible mean by these words? Or Find out all the things the New Testament says about faith. It's quite wide and, and varied. Or find out what the Bible says about God's favour. Uh, God doesn't show favouritism, but does his favour rest on certain individuals? And there is a, just a few examples of thousands of things that you could, uh, you could research. And that's a different approach and a different way of studying the Bible, but it's, I think it's an important one. And then finally, number five, I would say just read the Bible with other people. Uh, we've got a, um, a small Bible reading group going where we meet every week uh, for an hour. There's five of us and we, we're going through 
uh, Mark's gospel about a chapter at a time. And it's just really great to get other people's opinions um, and, and perspective on things. So that five ways in which you can, um, in which you can read the Bible. Um, here are a few more tips I'd have. Um, again, we're aware that many different people could have given this talk. Um, so this is all like uh, personally my, uh, the things I would say. Um, <clears throat> is that quality is more important than quantity. quantity. It's okay not to read a lot at a time, um, but you do need to spend a reasonable quantity of time um, you don't necessarily have to uh, cover lots of scripture, but give it some time. Um, it's a bit like spending time with your children or other people. The quality times will come out of the spending quantity time. Um, <clears throat> so, here's, yeah, the, um, I would say also um, drink, just drink deeply. Uh, consider things thoroughly, um, ask questions, um, really be hungry uh, for the word of God. Um, don't give any, everything just a, a cursory scan and think that's enough. Um, I've got an example uh, here, which, uh, so we all know, we all know the song uh, which goes, King of Kings, Majesty, God of heaven living in me. And uh, it's, it's a great song, but doesn't, if you think about that line, God of heaven living in me, doesn't, isn't that mind blowing? Of course, when we see it, we quickly go on to the, the next line. But when I sing something like that, I want to kind of pull up a chair and sit down and, uh, and think about that a, uh, a little bit. The question, uh, it might it may um, prompt in us is does is that what the Bible says does does it say that uh, God of heaven is living in me yes it does but find out where and find out in what way it's um, we sing and 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 speak a lot of different things um, but it, it's good to uh, to find out why uh, why these things are in songs and whether they should be in songs and uh, and understand them better okay don't look up verses and read them quickly out of context you should read around it nearly everyone knows what john 3 verse 16 says but fewer people of course know what verses either side say um, who did jesus say these words to what else was he saying um, did Jesus even say them? Some argue with good reason that, that he didn't, but it's, uh, it was John's narrative. Uh, but it's very good to read things in context. Uh, and I think it's a healthy thing, however long you've been a Christian, uh, to be sure to ask people uh, and talk about it with people, questions on things you don't understand and things that you, you need to discuss further. Um, yeah, share it with other people and uh, yeah, certainly uh, discuss it and ask it. Um, I just want to say just a uh, very small thing to finish um, about different versions. In the English speaking world, we have many, many different versions and I haven't got time to go uh, into detail about these. 
But just to say quite simply, there is a spectrum of translations um, from very literal to uh, what you might call very loose or paraphrased versions. And all of those have chosen to strike a balance um, between readability uh, and accuracy. And they've all done it with very good reasons. Um, the most common translations that uh, we tend to use in the FCC are New International Version and, and the New Living Translation, uh, or NLP. And the NLT out of all of those is a more paraphrased than the NIV, um, but it's, it's still, I think, um, a very good translation. And um, just uh, I would caution against exclusively using paraphrases that add a lot of interpretation you know, the work of a single person, um, such as the message or, or the passion translation. Um, so by all means, uh, have a look at those. I often refer to the, the message to get uh, the opinion of the author uh, on, on what, what he thinks something means, um, but I wouldn't use it exclusively. Um, so, uh, what, what are you going to read? Uh, I'm going to say this in one minute. So here are the possibilities. Follow a guide, like read scripture in a, uh, in a year, and there are many other options like that. Uh, I would say be led by the Holy Spirit in deciding what to read next. When you come to the end of a book, say, read, say, Lord, what should I read next? Um, make sure you include the Gospels, whatever you're doing. And don't just stay in one type of book. For example, um, most common thing are probably people who spend a, uh, a large amount of time in the letters of Paul or in the historical narrative of the Old Testament, for example. But spread yourself around the word. Um, so read, read from the Torah, the first uh, five books, or from the history of Israel, the wisdom literature like Psalms and Proverbs, um, the prophecies, um, the gospels, the Pauline letters, and and the other letters. Um, yeah, that's that's it really. Don't just uh, stay uh, in one thing, but uh, spread yourself around the word. Um, that's it.